it's it's incredible because this doesn't happen for everyone. I think at least me and you or you and I are the exceptions for this. But like, I don't know how people don't get tired when they run errands <laughs> because people just go shop until, until like five o'clock. They'll, they'll get up, go shop, go, you know, pick up some toilet cleaner, <laughs> all this good stuff. And I, I get more tired running errands than I do like doing like the Murph challenge <laughs> or something like that. I know it's, it's exhausting. Just, I don't know what it is. I think it's just people. I think it's for me. I think it's just <laughs> dodging just disgusting fat people all day long. <laughs> I, just, I, I just can't. It's just mind numbing. I told you about yesterday a little bit. This freaking went to Sam's and had to go to the bathroom and had to dodge through 10 people waiting in line for pizza, hot dogs, and and pretzels because they couldn't get through their 30 minute shopping spree without having a snack. I mean, what, like, how is that possible? Like, how is it you, <laughs> how is it you don't eat before or you, you can't wait another 30 minutes to get something after you're done out of Sam's. You walk it, <laughs> you walk into Sam's and before you start walking down those aisles, you're like, whew, I got to sit down and have a piece of pizza right now. Like how, I just don't understand that. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if this is like a healthy mindset or not, but I just feel like, I feel like people are a little too happy sometimes on their <laughs> daily activities, you know? Well, and like, I, yeah. I, me, me, and, me and mom weren't even, we were so disorganized inside Sam's and we were still out of there in 30 minutes. Done. Just got what we needed and got out. People take their sweet old time when they yeah. go do things. I think for some people, I think that's like, something to do there's like no sense of urgency when people right. go out for, and do things like i'm like i'm sprinting so yeah. that i can get back in my car yeah i i yep that's exactly what i do oh just i'm always trying to get get to the car to get home let's just get home <laughs> and like <laughs> i don't know maybe it's a bad thing that i don't live in the moment but right. like i i went out again last night uh -oh. and because I, you know, I got, I got convinced it was, you know, the last night before classes were getting ready to start. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess I just won't sit in my room. Like, I should probably just go out and do something. I didn't feel well. I like, I've had like some allergy stuff going on, and I like, we went to the bar, and I am just like looking out at the sea of people. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to play FIFA so bad right now. I want to play FIFA. And then also, the the worst part is no one in this bar has seen Fight Club. So I'm, right. I'm already at a disadvantage. Oh, my God. Wait till you get to my age, and then you enter, enter places of social events, and then you know those people haven't seen Fight Club either. <laughs> and then, like, when you're, when you're trying to, like, talk to people... You know, you bump into someone, maybe you have like a little, um, like a, like a random conversation with someone. It's so hard for me to not be empty when I listen to other people's like words coming out of their mouth. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's Pete. It always goes back to Pete Holmes watching fireworks. <laughs> it's just, it's people. What, like, what is, what is, uh, what does Dean say? 
Like demons I get. Oh, he, he, yeah. He goes, yeah. demons I, I get, man. But people, man. People. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, well, we could cut, we could shift right into my, my night last night was pretty good because I stayed home and yeah. um, uh, watched a movie. Me and mom watched a movie, and then at nine thirty, I got the old laptop out with a cocktail, and I did I did movie research for today. Like, so it was like that's just a good night right there, you know? Yeah, no, it's perfect. It's a lot better we, than I what I went through. We we had a, we got a movie in an hour and a half, and I was I was doing research at nine thirty. So good, it was so good. That's pro- what movie did you watch? Uh, Brightburn. You haven't seen Brightburn yet, have you? Oh, it didn't didn't James Gunn do that? He produced it. His I yes. think his his brother because there's two other gun names on there. I think. Uh, Sean. Yeah. Is uh, Sean Gunn? Yeah. But yeah, he pro- he produced it, and uh, it's really good, man. It's some cool. Uh, there were two. Um, death that. I, I was, I, I was cringe. I was like, what is happening right now? Like it's, it's a very, you know, it's about a kid who what's well, about a couple who uh, basically adopt, you know, air quotes, um, yeah. this baby because, uh, what, you know, the public thought was a meteorite was actually a spaceship and they yeah. found, found this baby. And well, when he gets to about 12 years old, I think is what it is, uh, things start to go a different way. And he's, right. he just turns into just a horrible, horrible, <laughs> basically <laughs> alien. Um, he's still a kid, but he finds out he has these powers and he's getting these messages from this, this um, device that he came in. Um, yeah. Like telepathically. And it's basically telling him to just take over the world. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just but evil Superman. It is. It is. It's evil Superman uh, times 10. Uh, it's just yeah. like, so yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. I couldn't believe I hadn't seen it before. Um, it's just one of those movies I'm always like, I should watch that. I should watch that. And then like, you know, five years goes by and I'm like, oh, I haven't watched it yet. So is but, it, is it rated R or is it PG-13? Oh, it's rated R. Okay, cool. It has to be. Like I, I, there's no way it can't be. Um, I think it was one of those movies that I, I mean, cause it came out a, like a while ago, like what maybe like a few years now i'm not re- i'm not even like really sure but it was one of those movies where i saw the trailer and like the marketing for it was like kind of off and like i feel like when you have like bad marketing for a movie like it, i mean it just completely disguises like what it actually is well i remember seeing the trailer and going oh this looks awesome but i and the poster is amazing that poster that they have for you know it, i don't think i've seen the poster it's red with him in that makeshift costume that he's come up with yeah and he's hovering above the ground oh just just look it up right now just look up but um oh yeah i got it i got it yeah (laughs) Yeah, this is cool yeah it's uh yeah it's it's radar actually 2019 it wasn't made that long ago so i was off on my five-year thing so (laughs) i thought it was made longer than that but um yeah really good I, i really i really liked it i thought it was really good and and like i said that there was a couple scenes that i was just like I, I just and the dude that plays um oh god Pam's Pam's first boyfriend 
Yeah, from the uh, from the office. He's in yeah, it. David Denman. He's in it. I like him. He's a cool dude. I, I just like him. Like, you know, he's just one of those guys. He's a likable guy on screen. Yeah. But um, anyway, yep, we watched that, and then um, that's cool. So you know, you know, you need to check that one out. But uh, we watched Day Shift on Friday night. Did you Did you watch it? I I, I watched Day Shift. I didn't watch it a second time. But Wait, did you? I thought you stopped it because you were tired, and then oh no, I watched the whole thing. Oh, I gotcha. I just I just said that like I was in a pretty like weird mood, so I didn't like. I don't right. think I like enjoyed it as much as I could have. Right. Okay. I um, thought you said you stopped it. No. Yeah, and like I, I watched it pretty late and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. It was. I think it's one of those movies too that I wish I like saw on the big screen. Yeah, I liked it. Um, the I mean. They had some, you know. Obviously, the soundtrack was great. They didn't play the songs. Long yeah, enough. the soundtrack was sick. <laughs> they did not play the songs long enough when they had when they started. They would start one and then like literally five seconds in it would end, and I'm like, what? Come on. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, I will say the fight scenes with Jamie Foxx and the vampires were pretty awesome. They were badass. And the way that the vampires would land, they'd always land like curled up, like their neck snaps, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And, and it was really it was really cool how they did that, but. Dude, how about Scott Atkins as being one of the brothers, the Russian brothers? That's what I told you. I think uh, before you had watched it, I said like there's a there's a nice little action community cameo in the movie, and that was well, Scott Atkins. Dude, that, okay, so the two brothers, Scott Atkins, and I looked up the other guy, Steve Howie. Yeah, dude, Steve Howie is a beast. That guy is huge. Yeah, I've seen him. I don't know what else I've seen him. In I think before. it wasn't he on like Shameless or something that show Shameless or. Uh, maybe I feel like I've seen him in something like bigger or like something that like we would have yeah. watched. I'm but not dude, really sure. I tell you what, if instead of making a day shift two, they need to make a spinoff with Scott Atkins and Steve Howie. Yeah. Those guys, it was that whole scene in like the house that w- that ended up being like a hive where like yeah. all the vampires are just like staying there. Like the amount of kills and like the, like the amount of fight scenes it was insane. It was just, it was, and those guys were just perfect. They were too, like just these two Russian brothers that, and they, their, their, their banter between each other also fighting the same time. I'm like, do a whole spinoff and just have these guys be killing vampires in LA. That'd be great. Yeah. It's cool. I, I thought I, I do need to watch it again, but like, you know, and you got Snoop Dogg in it too with a freaking mini gun like you can't get much better than that <laughs> he's just he's just snoop dog that's all he is <laughs> yeah he's snoop it's he's fine snoop. yeah it just it's just it's just great i mean um and dude i kept um the whole time i kept looking at and i don't know why this is so hard for me these days i'll look at an actor actors i'm like where have i seen this person the freaking uh jamie fox's wife is um linda jackson from anchorman 2 Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like, I as soon as I, I saw her face, I'm like, I've seen Anchorman two way too many times to not recognize this. Woman. I know. I was like, and it it killed me that I had to look it up, and I'm like, oh my god, Linda Jackson. You know, like <laughs> yeah, she looks a whole lot different. She well, doesn't have that big that uh, big afro. Yeah, and her hair was like to the side, but um, yeah. So I was, <laughs> but I liked. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought the fight scenes were great. I mean, it's not like a movie I'm gonna put on over and over, but um. You know, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. You got Snoop Dogg and Jamie Foxx fighting vampires. And right. I, I mean, it's funny too. Like Dave Franco was funny. 
He, oh, he, yeah. the way he kept pissing his pants, I was <laughs> I was dying. I thought that was great. And, yeah, he, uh, but yeah, like the kills were great. It had a, an amazing like opening scene with the grandma, the elder oh, yeah. vampire. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, I just uh, good movie, but you know, it's not gonna reach the top of my list or anything. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Eh, it is what it is, but no. I mean, we gotta. I think we might have peak peak fiction coming out next weekend with uh, Samaritan. Oh, that's very, yeah. Very, very excited to talk about that. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that comes out next week. Um, and then, hey, did you watch that video I sent you with Brad Pitt and David Leach? No, I haven't gotten a chance oh. to watch it yet. I know, I know. I'm like Kylie sometimes. I just like I don't like. It's I'll like see something that's sent to me, and I just don't look at it. It's it like, dude, it's like it's 14 minutes, but it's the quickest 14 minutes of your life. Like it's, it's, it starts off. It's like they're in um, Paris, I think. Yeah. And David Leach is doing this. Um, um, obviously there's a, somebody who owns this video store and they have it like, it's, I forget what it's called, but video something, uh, the, like the, the little video I sent you, but, um, so he has, he had David Leach in there and he was going to ask him about you know, stuff. And like a minute into it, all of a sudden Leach looks over and he's like, what are you doing here? And Pitt walks in and they hug it out. And then they start like, they just, now they, the guys are interviewing both of them about movies and (laughs) their favorite movie. And the guy had placed like he had, like he had turned around. Like, so it's like an, it's like an old video store. It's it's so awesome. Cause uh, Brad was like, He's like, oh, this is, you kind of forget what it's like to be inside of a video store walking around looking at video, you know, like, right. Um, yeah. Uh, but they, they were asking about, f- you know, Fight Club and Seven and, and it was just so good. It was so good. And Brad, uh, Brad's more of a, I guess, movie, like one of his favorite movies is like some 1973 like movie. I'm like, what is this thing? Like, like a huge film buff. Yeah, he's he knows a little bit more than you kind of that you would think he would based on the whole yeah. Brad Pitt. You know, I'm um, he just sits around smokes weed and watch you know stand like the comedy. way he's like <laughs> portrayed. Right, right, yeah, and um, and also too, dude, he walks it like he walks in to the video store. He's got sunglasses on, like, like I'm like, how how is this dude about to be sixty years old? Like he like he takes the sunglasses off. He looks like he's younger than me. You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's like insane. But no, it was uh, it yeah. was cool. It was cool to see them go back and forth because you know they met on, you know they met on Fight Club, and then um, um, they give little tidbits about certain things in Fight Club from a standpoint of like the stunts and and how they set up things or whatever. So it was cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool that you mentioned like video store because there's a video store in Bloomington called yeah. like Vulture Video. Oh yeah, and. Uh, yeah, have you seen it? Like when we're walking around Bloomington? No, sometimes? I just I just like the name of it. <laughs> when you oh it. yeah, it's it's called Vulture Video, and like I walk I walk past it so many times. Like you know, where's it at? Whenever, On Kirkwood like, or no? It's I think it's more, but well, it's near Kirkwood. It's not on Kirkwood, but right. um, it's underneath an apartment, and it's right next to a comic book store. Okay, which is you know it kind Perfect. of fits the vibe a little bit. Right, but. I, I have not gone in there because it's got like the weirdest hours ever. And this is what I've heard. I think, I think the hours are like, it's like Monday and like it opens up at like three and only is open for like five hours. And like, just like even like weirder right. hours throughout the week. 
But uh, what I've heard is that the guy who owns it, he like, I think all the people that work there are volunteers. He doesn't pay anyone. Oh, really? Well, that's cool. You know, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a cool little like community to like, you know, preserve like that retro feel. Sure. Is it is um, it like to rent or just go in there and trade and buy? I you know what I I don't think I mean don't quote me on this I don't know if it's like a rental thing but I think it's just kind of like going to the library you just check out some movies and then bring them back when you're done. Oh, you need to go. Um, you need to figure out when you can stop in there and and like talk to somebody. Being that you're a freaking you love movies, like and oh like, yeah, and like, I mean, just the see what guy. just see what the deal is, you know, like yeah. And the guy who owns it, like he had, I follow the Instagram account actually, like for uh, the video store. And the guy who owns it does, he does like these weekly live streams where he just like tells all his followers like what's new in the shop today. And it's like, you know, just the most insane movies pulled out of like the dirt that you could ever think of. I bet he, I guarantee he, I guarantee people either go in there and either sell them or trade with them or I, it's probably. Oh, it has deals. to, Yeah. yeah. And it's That's like, cool. you know, he's got he's got VH, VHS tapes in there, like DVDs. And it's oh like, my. I'm talking like, I, I've seen some stuff in the windows. Like, he's got stuff in there that are like back shelf, like video nasty B-horror movie type stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, but then, you know, like he'll have like a Blu-ray of Hereditary or something like that. So right. it's just kind of like, <laughs> it's just a video store in, in Bloomington. It's, uh, That's I don't cool. know, I'm about to be a senior and I haven't been there yet. Yeah, you need to check that out. Because Bloomington, that's the kind of town that's going to have stuff like that. Yeah. And I've been inside the comic book store, and I mean, I don't know. I'm not... I like the idea of reading comic books, but I know I'm just not going to do it. No. No. It's great <laughs> for people who love it. I, I, but I would, I've never read a comic book in my life, ever. Never yeah. even so thought about it. <laughs> that's why, like, whenever I talk about, like, Batman and, like, Marvel and stuff, I'm like, how much... How much credibility do I have? <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> There's like sixty thousand different storylines. So the freaking the bat the Batman came on right when we were starting here on HBO. So I don't care if I read a, read a comic book or not. I just know it's a good movie. <laughs> oh, I I won't go into this, but um, some comic panels people have been getting sneak peeks of uh, Paul Dano's Riddler comic book that he is writing oh, or yeah. that he wrote. It's it's crazy because it it tells the prequel story about how Riddler became obsessed with Batman. Oh really? Yeah, and it's like a very like, it's like if you put Seven in a comic book. Honestly, it's like the the drawings are very like uncomfortable and like very scratchy and stuff like that. Right. But yeah. it just it just shows like the Riddler like watching Batman beat up people like from behind a car and stuff like that. And he just like falls in love with them. Yeah. Um. Do you uh, do you happen to catch the trailer for um, Zac Efron's new movie, The Greatest Beer Run Ever? No, I know I saw like I saw like a thumbnail for it, and like I think I was doing something, so that's why I didn't watch it. But <laughs> so I heard good. it's based off a true story. So it's based off a true story. It's so it looks so fantastic, and like Russell Crowe's in it. He plays a like a Vietnam War like photographer or whatever. Um, Bill Murray plays the local bar, uh, bar, uh, <laughs> tender, um, where this guy's from and hangs out. And, um, yeah, but it's about this dude that, um, that had nothing going on in life. I mean, literally just wasting his life away and just sitting at the bar and drinking, getting up late and stuff like that. And decides that he's going to take beer to 
guys over in Vietnam and he literally took be- <laughs> he like in the movie uh, you know you never know how how things are actually done but this is Vietnam and probably the way it looked it was it wasn't it looked more like late 60s versus 70s you know like their clothing and stuff but yeah. um yeah, like in the in the trailer, he's li- he literally just dumps a bunch of beer into a duffel bag and gets on a plane and flies to Vietnam and then starts finding like there's actually I guess there's actually people that he knew from his hometown there that went to Vietnam and so he was trying to track them down and take them beer. But yeah, I mean this really happened. This is insane. <laughs> it's so good. But Zac Efron, I even saw like an article when I you know like when you watch a trailer and it pops something else up, but um. It said like after I'd watched the trailer, it said could could this be at the time that Zac Efron gets nominated for an Oscar? And I'm sitting there thinking yeah, it might be. Like it 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 really? just has. Well, it's not just this comedy about some turd that takes. I mean, it's got like drama and heart to it, you know, and that kind of yeah. stuff. So, um, so yeah, like uh, it, <laughs> you got to check it out. It's 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 an insane story. I mean, okay, well yeah, I need to watch it because yeah, I, I, mean, I when I saw it, I mean, it looked like it was just a comedy that was filmed really well, with like the first few shots I saw. But now that you're telling me that like he might be, this might be no, like Oscar worthy. It's got like, more of a feel, boy. and he Zach Efron's a good actor. He really, I mean, he is. Even though he came up, you know, he came up. For, oh, absolutely. Is he a Disney guy? Is that what he was? Or oh, High School Musical. High yeah. School Musical. And um, but I mean, just his range too of like his comedy value, like or uh, not value, but abilities. Um, you know, like say like in Baywatch. I mean, he was hilarious in Baywatch that movie. Yeah. The, but I mean, he's he's a good actor. And then I, he looks like he's good in that Firestarter remake. But I just don't want to really watch Firestarter. So yeah, it's I not mean, like a Stephen King movie. I'm like or a Stephen King story that I'm very attached yeah. to. I'd say. So, yeah, check that check that trailer out too. So it's it's really good. I had something else here too. Dang, you got, any, you got anything? Oscar worthy, huh? Oh, I got I got plenty of stuff. We can just go into some movie movie news. Episode fifteen. Forgot yeah. to say that we're on numero fünfzehn. <laughs> I think that what? was that was German. Yeah, sure. Numero. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Now I uh. Well, that, I've already been spouting off some movie news. That um, oh, I already broke my horror my horror detox until October. Did you? Would you watch? Uh, Scream was on. I started watching. Okay. Well, I uh, I no. wouldn't say that's like too much of like a uh, a break. You know, like I don't think you broke any rules with that. Like Scream, that's just like an enjoyable movie. I'm not gonna be able to do it. I I like ever since I've told you that I now. Like every time I go get on like a streaming service, it's like all the horror movies are like screaming at me, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it looks way better when you're yeah. not trying to watch them. I think, is it prime? Is it, it's either prime or Tubi. like they have every Friday the 13th on there. Like every oh, one God. of them. Yes. But the way that I, and so like, and all the posters are the same. You know how it's just like a red hockey mask and, and red writing. That's all it is that for every one of them. Like when they have their, their little poster for the, on the streaming. Yeah, they, there's nothing grabbing me there other than it says Friday Thirteenth. But the only thing, like, I keep telling myself on those, like during October, AMC they show those like over and over and over, same way they show Halloween's over and over. So I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna watch those. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna click on those. You know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, that's not gonna last. It's this a month and a half. Are you kidding me? I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna do it. Well, speaking of horror movies, uh, 
I actually got three things, three movie news, uh, movie sure. new uh-huh. bits, whatever. <laughs> um, rapid Fire. <laughs> Saw 10 is releasing next year. I saw that. I, that was on yeah. my list here. Yep. Um, is, uh, is Juan involved in that? I don't know, but I think... Here, here's what's been going on with horror movies. Halloween next year, too. Halloween 2023. Wait. Halloween. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. it's releasing on Halloween. Yeah, it's releasing yeah, yeah. on Halloween 2023. Because right. that, um, that was the whole Saw thing, right? Every time a Saw movie, they would release it like at Halloween. Like they, There was none of that October 8th stuff. It was like Halloween that would come out. Oh, yeah. I mean, geez, I wouldn't even know because I don't think I've ever really been... I don't know, because the last two was, Saw yeah. movies, like yeah, this last two Saw movies that came out were went straight to on demand, went like yeah. straight to VOD. So I've never seen like a Saw movie in theaters, right? Um, but I don't know if I really hope they go back to like the roots of what Saw is. You know, I hope it's like that first one or like the first couple where it's just like you put people in like a, a awful situation. The Chris Rock one was like, eh. It, it was okay. Yeah. But I, mean, I watched yeah, I think, it. I watched yeah. it, but I could have cared less. Like, I could, I was just like, eh. yeah. I mean, they are like, Saw is like a detective movie. It's about detectives trying to find Jigsaw. Yeah. But I like, I like when they focus more on like the people that are like inside the rooms and they're, you know, there's just no escape. Right. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're taking that blueprint from like how they kind of rebooted Michael and. Leatherface, you know, go back to the roots, but bring something new, blah, blah, blah. Well, hopefully, well, I'm sure Blum, is Blumhouse going to be producing that? Oh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see anything about that. I don't know if it's, is that a Blum, I mean, did he, has he been involved in any of those? I don't know. I'm not really sure who owns Saw. Well, because isn't, isn't Juan, Juan's involved with Blumhouse because of all the other stuff, like with like Insidious. Well, yeah, that would, that would be. I think Saul is probably Warner Bros. Uh, New Line Cinema then. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think New Line Cinema, they, they pretty much handle all of the horror stuff. And, like, I, they got it under control. All right. They, they pump out good stuff. Um, so we got that. We got Saul 10. Uh, we already talked a little bit about this, but... I think it's very important to note we have three new movies involving the Strangers coming out that are right. getting ready to be filmed. That's and crazy. That's crazy they decided to do three new ones. It's it's like the greatest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, and it's really surprising because it's not like the first one. I just don't know how well. The, I like the second one. I just don't know how well the second one did. Like how well did well, it do? Well, you know what? I mean, it, it may be off right now, but like every time I've been on Netflix, mm-hmm. like Strangers Prey at Night is like always kind of like up front and center with like the horror category. It's got a great little uh, streaming poster too, isn't it? Like a neon, yeah, like the yeah, it's a neon. Like yeah. it looks, it looks intriguing and stuff. And like when you watch it, it's it's a very underrated movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is. It's got so, the set. I don't it's know. Got the setting I like. Just that. I don't know. Close quarters. Uh, it, you know, however you want to say yeah. that. Yeah. And I know that both strangers have been on Netflix before, so I wonder. I, I think I told you about this. I wonder if they're gonna do like that Fear Street formula, where, you know, they film all of them and then like week after week for three oh, weeks they just like drop them. That'd be cool. 
that'd be really cool. And especially after how the last one ended, I'm very, I'm very intrigued by what's going, what's going to happen. Well, uh, well, what the hell was, um, what was I just going to say? Oh, well, you know, what's going to happen. Like, you know, I talked about all these movies that are on the streaming services right now. They do this, they do this horse shit too. Like right now they're on the streaming services in October one. They're nowhere to be, <laughs> yeah. they're nowhere to be seen because they then they want you to rent it for four ninety nine and it's like right. <laughs> no no that's not how this is gonna work so I think yeah. that's why uh, I think that's why Shutter is gonna be a nice little October friend because I don't think a lot of stuff like they're they're probably gonna put more on there for October um, you yeah, would, you would think and I tell you what I think I already told you Tubi man Tubi Tubi has stepped up the game on on movies on there like it's uh, they have and Mandy's on there now. Mandy's on Tubi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, so. Uh, um, but yeah, have we I, talked I, about that movie enough? I probably, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it more in October. Um, well, I was going to say, I think we should do, at, at one point, we should do our top five revenge movies. <laughs> and we could, <laughs> and we could talk, we could, well, we could well, just like call the episode like "Sweet Sweet Revenge" and like we okay. just talk about like the best revenge stories in in film. So won't John Wick one, two, and three take three of the yeah. five spots? <laughs> All, <laughs> yeah. And then four. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Did you see where that um? Oh, that Dark Harvest movie is coming out September 9th? This September. Yeah. Yeah, just like this that. September. Yeah. That, oh shoot! That one that's nineteen, you know, set in nineteen sixty-three. It's the. Uh, it, he, well, here I'll just read this. I wrote it down the October Boy, also known as Old Hacksaw Face, <laughs> like old, amazing, yeah. Um, rises from the cornfield every year in a midwestern town with a butcher knife, um, but in this time, this the, where the movie's taking place, um, he goes up against a gang of teenagers confronting him. So good. It, sound, it <laughs> sounds like a perfect movie. 1963, old hacksaw face comes out of a cornfield, and then teenagers try to confront oh, him. Oh, and you know, like, the visuals are going to be just, like, you know, yellow old cornfields that are dried out, and, like... I And I didn't see, like, I don't know... I mean, first of all, this movie, we came, this came into our into our radar, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, not long ago. And then now it's releasing September 9th. Yeah, I haven't it, seen a trailer or anything. Like, I have I no idea. I have no idea if it's going to be on demand at a streaming service. I have no clue. None whatsoever. Yeah, wa- watch it just be like the worst piece of content you, uh, <laughs> you've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, the way you read about it and the way people are writing about it, you're like, oh, this is, what is this? You know, but you're right. Yeah. It, I'll probably like watch the trailer. You know those trailers that you turn on and like in five seconds you're like, oh no, what's yeah? What a, it's just like over. Like the way the way it's filmed and oh, so bad, so bad, not so, good. Anyway, but yeah, um, that. What uh, you said? You had something else too. You you said a couple. Oh yeah, I got I got more, uh, more. I'm actually very excited to talk about Black Phone Two sequels. Conversations are happening right now. Oh really? Yeah, and. Uh, I'm not like, I don't know. I have my theories. I th- I still think that like Ethan Hawke could be in it because like, Black Phone has supernatural elements. So I don't think it's like the end for the grabber, you know. Right. And I think with like how successful Black Phone was, I don't think a lot of people were expecting it to be that successful. 
Right. Especially like in terms of like theater box office stuff. I don't know. I, uh, I'm very, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that turns out. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's I can't a, that, get enough of Grabber. He's just phenomenal. Well, that was a, yeah, that's a, that's a surprise hit. I mean, for a horror movie to release like that in what the summer, basically. Yeah. Um, and make a hundred million dollars. What? It's insane. <laughs> On a very tiny budget too. Oh my God. Speaking of that, I, you know, I, I we've, we've talked it to death, but it needs to be said. It needs to be said. What, what am I, what do you say? What I already I, know. I already know. Just go ahead and say it. <laughs> Maverick passed infinity war. Yeah. How far does it have to go to get to end game? End game. No. See, like, I think Top Gun's around like 1.4 right now. Uh-huh. Endgame and Avatar are like in the 2.1s, I think. Well, that's 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 worldwide. I it, like it I'm oh. just talking like it passed Infinity domestically. Oh, this is just US. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it still in theaters? You like, bet it currently? is. You bet oh it is. Oh my god. Here, I, I tell you what. Hold on. Just just bear with me for one second here. Um Box office. <laughs> I just I. It's, I'll I say just time and time again. I, I, I just admit it's crazy. <laughs> I can't get over it. I just can't. Okay. I just like whenever I hear that Top Gun is passing movies like Infinity War, I just imagine that those theaters are still like half full, probably on like a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Okay, so for this weekend, uh, Dragon Ball Superhero was yeah, number one. the new okay. Dragon Ball movie came out. <laughs> okay, that was $20 million. Beast made Damn. 11 which I'm actually pretty surprised about. Okay, you know, with yeah. Idris. Uh, Bullet Train was at 8 And coming in at 4 Top Gun Maverick was $6 million still. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, dude. And here we go. All-time domestic. All right. All so this is just domestic, right? Avengers Infinity War 678 million. Top Gun 683 million right now. <laughs> uh Black Panther made 700 million. So it's only got what? 17 more to go to beat Black yeah. Panther. Jeez. And then it would have to do another sixty to to beat Avatar domestically, which that God, just knocking think. out. Yeah, so I knocking out franchises, and it's coming out like um, it's still not being released. On, but I guess I think the Blu-ray and on demand is happening next week. I think so. They're finally yeah. they're finally. Re- so that's happening. So who knows when it's going to be on Paramount? I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> like the Blu-rays get ready to roll out. I bet like producers and stuff are like, Tom, like we, we got to start putting out some of this stuff, man. Right. Like, we got to, <laughs> we got to do something while it's still in theaters. Well, think about that, dude. We're think hitting about, deadlines. <laughs> think about the people who still go out and buy. I, dude, I was at, um, at Best Buy the other day. Well, not, uh, not the other day, but when, um, actually that might've been when me and you were going in there to get a cord. Yeah. Um, and Bloomington, we were walking around and there was a dude like he had like three or four DVDs in his hands to buy. And I'm just <laughs> like, like, you don't have it. You don't have Netflix. Like, what? <laughs> and I do you think people just are, they just want to collect them 
and then they just think I, that, yeah uh, collecting i mean I, I don't know i feel like I, this is like such a like a weird perspective but uh or like a weird thing to talk about but i don't think people like realize how many people collect things you know yeah yeah i know just random shit i mean i guess there's i guess there's still the the thought of well if i keep buying these you know, maybe 20 years from now, they'll be so obsolete that I'll get so much money for them or something, you know? Like, yeah, you know, it's like, why does why does anyone collect anything, like, right. outside of, you know, money? It's like, why do I have binders full of Pokemon cards that I don't, you know, I don't play the Pokemon card game. I don't go to Pokemon Worlds and, you know, take down the the best card player in, in the, well, <laughs> in I the have world. All, I still have all, you know, I have all those DVDs in the movie room and... I'm never going to take a DVD and put it in a DVD player ever again. I wouldn't either. I mean, I, I have the Mandy hard, like the hardback Mandy, like steel, steel book, I guess. But why would you even take it out of that? You know, like this. That's what I mean. Like, I, I think when I first got it, I, I watched it just so I can like see all the bonus content. And then I'm like, all right, I'm just, this is just here now. And it's going to be safe in my room. (laughs) It's just here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, uh, I'm, Every time I see the the box office or see some sort of news that it it passed like a like an Avengers movie, I'm like, what is going on right now, dude? Think yeah. about this though, um, which I don't even understand this at all. But um, the number one domestic of all time is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. At, really? At nine hundred thirty-six million dollars domestically. That's that's the biggest movie in the U.S. all time. All time for box office two hundred or wow. nine hundred thirty six million dollars. I don't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even know what could beat that. To be honest with you. Well, and and Avengers Endgame is eight fifty eight domestic, and then it goes Spider Man, No Way Home, Avatar, seven hundred sixty, Black Panther seven hundred, Top Gun six eighty three. Uh, yeah, that's that's insane. I mean, personal opinion, I don't think another Star Wars movie is going to do that again. I think Force Awakens Force Awakens was a big thing because there wasn't any Star Wars movie out since like the one with like Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Right. So like that was a big deal. It's like holy shit, Star Wars is coming back. Yeah. But then like the other two movies like just didn't do it for people, so I just don't think that's going to happen again with Star Wars. Yeah, um it's amazing, freaking amazing. But anyway, um, yeah. So that uh, what, you were saying something else. Oh, you know what? I had some. I just had a list here. It kind of fell in with the dark harvest thing, but um, like just kind of priming us for the the fall season. So yeah. coming this fall, we got that invitation movie, which I can't. I, I think I'm gonna watch. Like it kind of. I looks, think we're gonna watch too. Yeah. Um, of course, Halloween ends. That comes out mid October. Um, of course. Do you know there there's another Jeepers Creepers coming out in September? We already we already watched that trailer, remember? It looked terrible. We did? Oh yeah, it was when like that group of kids like went in a house and like it, oh. it just like Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? It just wasn't it. Yeah, Jeepers Creepers Reborn is what it's called. Yeah, oh, it's not it. Let me just go ahead and scratch that off the list. <laughs> just cross that one off. When I saw, I totally forgot we watched that. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's cool. Maybe they'll do better than that last bullshit thing that they made. Nope. Yeah. Nope, they just went worse. They have gone to a different way. I don't I don't know. I, the first two are just like phenomenal horror movies. 
Especially the first one. The, the first, first one, one is peak horror. It's so creepy. Like it's up there. Yeah. When when they're driving by and he's dumping the bodies down and he stops and turns around and just stares at them as they drive around the curve of the road. Yeah. I, I'm just like, what? what? Wait, what? Like, it's so creepy. It's so creepy. It's such a... I mean, when you, like, really, like, analyze Jeepers Creepers 2, it is... Not the second one, just Jeepers Creepers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a wild idea. It's just yeah. a... It's a demon driving a truck around, yeah, killing and a, people. And a scary truck at that. A real scary truck. And he's got a scary face. And he's got weird, like, long white hair. He's got wings. He's big, too. That dude that plays him is a monster. <laughs> yeah. He is. Hey, but he's... You know what? He, but not only is he a monster, he's cool. Like, yeah. there's something about... The, the trench coat and stuff. Yeah. And the hat. The creeper, that dude that plays him, I think he's like six, seven, or I don't even know, but he's just one of those like, and he's like, he's a good, he's actually a really good looking dude. He's almost like a male model, but like this huge guy, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, but he's cool. Like the way he walks, like if this, there's this demon, but it's a demon that walks like a cool guy. Like he's, just, I know, he's got swag. <laughs> he's got swag <laughs> with a freaking trench coat on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so great. Just yeah. skinning, skinning people. Yeah, they, they all, I'm, I'm so, I'm so let down that I totally forgot about that. Um, and then, um, have you seen the trailer for Smile? That looks freaky as shit. It does look freaky. I, yeah. when I first watched it, I, I don't know what we were seeing, but it just showed like a little 30 second teaser. Mm-hmm. And it was that part where the main girl walked by the, the, uh, the guy that was just like sitting up in the room. Uh huh. Oh yeah. And it, yeah, like so it, that was the first thing I saw. But then the full trailer came out and the one shot where like the girl runs out to her car and then like her head like uh-huh. cr- like bends down into the window and it's like her neck stretches out. I'm like, "Whoa." Yeah. You know Trisha? It was pretty freaky. <laughs> you know Trisha told me she took the girls to see Minions and they played oh, that God. Tra- they played that trailer in front of Minions. The smile trailer? <laughs> yeah, she goes she goes, took the girls to see Minions today. They played some movie called Smile, and now we're all freaked out. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that seems like a mistake. I, I don't think that was signed off. Yeah, I think that. Well, I think something. <laughs> I think something got messed up in the old uh, old movie reel there or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was just she like I'm like oh no, those poor girls are probably like what the hell's happening right now? It's like in Fight Club when he splices in the. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> during the family movie. Yeah. Everybody oh, knows. Tyler. Everybody knows what they saw. <laughs> they they think they didn't, but they yeah. they did. Yeah, well, they did. Um, yeah. So I had that, and then I had one more thing. Has not not this fall, but um, I had no idea that this was even taking place. Like, wasn't even on my radar at all. I hope you, I don't know. Did you know that David Gordon Green and Blumhouse are doing a direct sequel to The Exorcist? Yes, I did know that. Holy hell! Yeah, it's going to be sick. It comes out next September. Yeah, and um, Alan Bernstein's in it again. Freaking direct sequel with with the guy who's given us the greatest Halloweens of all time. Really? Yeah, truly. And the the greatest horror producer ever. Like, ever. (laughs) Yeah, I I need to go back and watch the original Exorcist. Because I haven't seen it in a long time. Here's my thing with that. I I can tell you right now I'm gonna like I'm gonna, I'm gonna automatically like David Gordon Green's better than the original. Yeah, 
I have, I'm one of those people, you know how people go, Oh my God, the exorcist is the scariest movie ever. No, it's really not. It's really, it's not the, no, scariest movie. I wouldn't say no. Yeah, yeah. It's not the scariest movie ever. Yeah, not even close. Like when I hear people say that, I'm like, well, I don't know. It's kind of, I just don't get it. I've seen it a couple times. I'm just like, eh, it's, it's, just I mean, one of, yeah, it's one of those like, eh, I, okay. I understand the little girl's, you know, her head spins and pea suit comes out, but <laughs> that doesn't scare me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, and I, you know, like I, I'm sure for people who grew up with the movie, I can see why, you know, that movie probably just, you know, melted some people's brains, but, um, you know, you know, me and, and mom, you know, me and mom went and saw a re-release of that. Uh, in the theater when she was about eight months pregnant with you. Really? That's actually yeah. so cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> a re-release? That's awesome. She, We went... Uh, they did a re-release just like they do with you know these, some of these movies. And, um, yeah, she was, like, real close uh, on on this, on the pregnancy turn, you know, uh, uh, giving yeah. birth. And uh, it was me, her, and my buddy Macon. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, went and, we went and saw the re-release. So, yeah, you were... Uh, I'll have to ask her if she remembers if you were like kicking like crazy during that movie. Cause it's one of those, like, you know, there's a lot of like, ah, you know, like, like, Oh you know, yeah. Like, like it's like crazy screaming and shit in that movie. So you um, just, you guys were just baking it into me early on, weren't you? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's probably, it's the same reason why you probably like all, um, nineties alternative music. Cause I used to, I used to put headphones on mom's, uh, um, belly and yeah, I'd play all the shit that I listened to. You know, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm. They say that that kind of stuff. I mean, that you're hearing that even though you were just this thing inside there. You know, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> this thing, <laughs> this yeah. this human, almost human thing, human thing that weighs eight pounds. <laughs> oh my god. Oh uh, yeah, but no, that's uh, I I saw that I saw that about the remake, and I'm like, holy shit, or not remake, but a direct sequel. I'm like, that's so cool. So. Yeah, that'll be cool. And like, you know, like I said, like for people growing up, I'm sure it is one of the scariest movies of all time. Even as a kid, when I saw like her face, like in like a, you know, like a creepy YouTube video, like when I went down little rabbit holes as a kid, like that face, like I was so terrified. Right. But um, I'm sure, I'm sure whatever Gordon Green does with it, it's just going to be batshit insane. Yeah. He's, he's and pre- he's pretty good at what he does. And also, I don't know if you know about this, he's also directing, or I think he's producing and then directing some of the episodes. He's working on a Hellraiser show for HBO Max. Oh, really? Yeah, so he just, he's got three horror franchises just around his finger right now. And I wonder, is that going to be a deal where, like, I've never, I don't even, I know I've seen the first Hellraiser I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I've ever seen it once, more than once, and I don't even know if I really liked it or cared about it. You know, like well, Hellraiser. One of those where you have to you'd have to see it the first one to know what's going on. Or oh, I don't know. I mean, I I haven't seen the first Hellraiser in quite some time. But when I like sat down and watched, because I watched it because you know it's like a horror classic. I gotta I gotta see Hellraiser. That's like that a, movie is like so violent. Right? Yeah. Hellraiser is like a weird movie. It's a very like, you know, you got like whatever Pinhead and those guys are called, like Pinhead and the boys, the gang. Yeah. Um, 
but like it's it's so like violent and it's like really gross too and, it, and like the story is just like really uncomfortable but um it's really weird because david gordon green is you know involved with the show on hbo max but then hulu also has like a reimagining hellraiser movie coming out where pinhead is actually a female lead this time oh okay so they, there's like there's two different Hellraiser things going on. I don't know what's happening, but I'm not I'm not too deep on the Hellraiser lore. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, so all uh, I know I is it's just gross. I have one other little piece of it's not the major, but uh, did you see where Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie are gonna do an Ocean's Eleven prequel? <laughs> Go ahead and check that off because that was something else I was gonna tell you. Okay. But yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. Uh, he'll be so perfect in that role. Yeah, like just the and it's set in like a '60s Europe, so he's he's gonna have the the slick back parted hair, you know, yeah, clean like, cut. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just and that Ocean's Eleven style is just right down his alley. In fact, think about Ryan Gosling in the group of guys in the, in the Ocean's Eleven. Like he would he would fit right. in perfect with all that, you know. So, but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. But that's it for me. Um, Till we get into our list here, yeah. I, and with that being said, too, like I think we just go at we just need a nice guy's sequel. Oh God, I, we I need told, it. We need it so bad. I told you I watched it again, right? It's it's such a good movie, and it's underrated too. It's so funny. It's so when I watched it again, I was like, he, Ryan Gosling is so good in this movie, and he's <laughs> <laughs> just he he's like. <laughs> He tries to be cool, but it doesn't work out for him. And he's, you know, like, oh, my God, when they go to that party and he literally gets one drink in him and then, you know, he's not, they're supposed to be finding the, you know, people and they're supposed to be investigating stuff. And he gets that one drink in him and he's he's talking to all these hot chicks and he can't even, like, get his words out. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens? Because, like, when they first get to the party, he goes up to the bar and the bartender's like, can I get you anything, man? And he's like, nah. And he goes, it's on the house. And like, he turns his head so fast. Yeah. He turns his house and stares at him. And then next thing, the next thing scene is like, he's already got a drink in him. He's, he's like trying to oh, talk to girls. Oh, he's plastered. He's yeah. plastered. Then he's swimming in the little like, aqua or the marina thing with the, trying to chase oh, the mermaid with girl. the mermaids. <laughs> he's so I think, good. I think my favorite, my favorite gosling moment in nice guys is when they go to that hotel and they walk out of the elevator and that guy gets shot yeah and they go right back in <laughs> and ryan gosling he like his eyes start to get watery his and face. he starts sh- <laughs> he starts shaking his face is quivering <laughs> he's so scared He's a private investigator who is terrified by criminals. He's so scared. And he's got like a cast on like half the movie. Like yeah. they he got his arm broken by um yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> they get the huh. they they get up there and they, they both poke their head out and they, there's two guys fighting down the right hand side of the hallway. <laughs> and then they, they pop back and then another guy gets shot and then the door closes and <laughs> just, they're just standing there. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, he is so yeah. He is underrated, funny, and he's not. It's not like an uh, a Will Ferrell trying to be funny. It's just these subtle things that he does cracks me he's up. Just hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's so good, so good. Right, and then me, like, let me backtrack that comment. 
Will Ferrell doesn't have to try to be funny. Like uh, Will Ferrell's one of my oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a different type of comedy. Like, you know, like, um, yeah. So I guess it in my eye. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, and God. with that being said too, like Gosling is hilarious and he's funny, but like, I think that he is one of the best actors right oh. now, currently. And just in general, like he is from Blade Runner to, uh, Lars and the real girl. And then, you know, you got the comedic side with nice guys. Like, he just, the man doesn't miss. And, you know, he hasn't, like, you know, he ha- we talked about him a little bit when we did the Gray Man review. He hasn't done a whole lot of movies. He took off, like, four years there. Remember? I said, yeah. Million. And now that he's come back, like, Gray Man hits. He, the Gray Man sequel's already in play, you know, Ken and Barbie, now this Ocean's yeah. Eleven prequel, it's just like boom, boom, boom. And, and the Fall Guy. And the Fall Guy. Holy shit, the Fall Guy with David Lee. Wait, that is David yeah. Lee? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. It's the perfect time. Like, let's just go ahead and announce a Nice Guys uh, sequel because that movie's so good. Sick. So good. Yeah, it'd be I love the setting. I love, I love the L.A. 70s feel. Oh, so awesome. God, it's so awesome. And it's a, it's a good movie to, like, make a sequel for oh, too, yeah, it's perfect. I Just mean, have them solve it. another, have them solve another problem. Yeah, they left it open. I mean, they're sent the bar at the end. They and then they have like cards with both their faces on it, or, or like an ad. Then they put both. Yeah, their, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's set up to let's do it. Like, just stop fucking around. Let's do it. So it's it's perfect. Yeah. Oh so. my god. All right. You want to well, get yeah. Is that it? Well, actually, I got I got a couple more things. Oh that boy, I, I definitely need to tell you. Yeah, I mean, it's a there's been some stuff going on. Um, we won't get too deep into this. I know we talk about, you know, Batsy a lot, but apparently a Robert Pattinson Batman sequel has not been greenlit yet. Well, cause that would be just, that'd be too smart to do something like that. Wouldn't it? Oh yeah. It'd be an awful idea if we greenlit that. They confirmed it a while back. I think at like CinemaCon, Matt Reeves did it, but then they just haven't, they haven't greenlit it. I, I don't. I don't even know what to say about it. like that's why I don't want to get into it because we talked about Batman and Warner Bros so much like I just I'm it's mind blowing to I me. I don't even Okay, hold on here. Since I still got this <laughs> list up. Why why wouldn't we why wouldn't we greenlight a fucking movie that made 369 million dollars domestically? Why wouldn't we why wouldn't we just go ahead and greenlight that? Like they're they're I'm going to say it again. They're dumb. Whoever who's ever over there is not doing their job correctly. They're they're just. It, it, it's like in The Departed, when Mark Wahlberg, yeah. when Mark, he goes, "I'm the guy doing my job. You must be the other guy." You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, I don't I just, understand. I don't, I don't know like, what's going on. I know we've said it before, but like if we were if we were running if we were running the show, we we'd have a full. Battinson universe right now full full universe complete i i like after after a month we would have we would have contacted matt reeves and said hey you're good to go just go ahead and get the second one let's move it along yep let's, yeah, d- let's, let's get her go. going yeah keep going uh, take your take your vacation do what you gotta do for a little bit give your mind a rest but let, let's get they, mr freeze in this one what do they think is gonna happen it's not gonna do well is that what they think i don't I, I don't know, especially when like this last Batman is like praised as the best like on screen adaptation of the character. Well, he 
he turned me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm hard to too. It's just, I was, I was, I, uh, I yeah, loved it. So, it's just anyway, the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Let's not, let's yeah. not dwell on that. So uh, we're yeah. going to rant, we're going to rant too much. It's, it's too personal. Stupid asses. <laughs> um, but this is yeah, hey, why don't, last why don't we, thing. Why don't we just cancel the Jew Joker movie too? Let's just get that out of the, <laughs> off the books. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Oh my god! Um, okay, this is the last thing I got. Okay. But I'm not sure if you have heard about this. But um, this is like a a fan desire that they want for um, another Predator movie. I don't know if you've seen anything about this, uh-uh. but. You know, with the recent success of Prey, you know, it was surprisingly good. Like, everyone loved it. Everyone loves, like, what the Predator looked like. It went back to practical. All that good stuff, right? Right. So, everyone was like, we need, like, we need more Predator. And I'm like, I agree. I think Predator's back. And what people want is another prequel movie before the original. Like, you know, whenever that was. That was 1980. What was that? What was the original Predator? Okay, hold on. Don't look it up. Let's see if I get it right. I'm gonna okay. say, I'm gonna say, 1987. All right. Ooh, I think earlier. Predator. 1987, baby. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, God, so this one I would so be good. in so good at that. <laughs> <laughs> this one would be in the 1800s and. What I have to say about this is sometimes when I hear like fan, you know, like fan fiction for like, like Batman stuff or like fan fiction for Marvel, like what fans want to see on screen. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. That sounds awful. Okay. But this one for a new Predator movie, I'm like, okay, this actually might be one of the greatest like action sci-fi movies of all time. All right. What, what is so it? they've been coming up with their own story for a new movie and it's actually good. It's another prequel set in feudal Japan where a samurai played by Hiroki Sonata seeks revenge on the Predator after it wipes out his village or clan or kills his son. Uh-oh. That, whenever and, samurai involved, it's good stuff. Yeah. And it, with Hiroki Sonata, you know, him coming off Bullet Train and him about to be in John Wick 4, if we get a Predator versus a freaking samurai who's trying to, like, avenge his people... You get some, you know, like they're on top of like a rooftop and it's raining. You got like, you know, mountains in the background. Money, 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 money. So that's that'll take place after this this last one, though, right? It'll it, take, yeah, it would be it would be later because this but one was before the original. This was in seventeen hundred. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah, that's cool. I think, I I don't know when I when I first read it, I was like, oh shit, right? This this would actually be insane. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty tough. And I, I, I mean, you know, Hiroki Sonata is like my guilty pleasure. Every time I <laughs> see him on, in something, I'm like, this guy is the best. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. But he's yeah, just got, so... he just got like a. He's just got like this, just quietness about him. Like he just. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> the way, he, especially in Bullet Train, the way he just talks and tells stories, and you know, like. Just yeah. everything's calm. Even when he's getting ready to kill somebody or do something, it's all just a very, you know, he just had some tea. Like, he just has a little, you know, how Japanese people always have their little tea and stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love good. it. And I think, like, in Mortal Kombat, he just, like, says cool shit. He said in Japanese, 
He's like, I've risen from hell to kill you. Right. You can't, you can't get anything better than shit like that. It's so yeah. awesome. That's pretty awesome. All um, right. But yeah, so that's, uh, that's what's been going on in the movie world lately. Yeah. Well, it's quite a bit actually. Um, yeah. There's some, there's some stuff. Getting close to October. Can't get here fast enough. Yeah. But we're going to take a hard left turn. Sure. And we're going to be, we're going to be talking about Tarantino because we have not talked about Tarantino, uh, all that much or if any, and we have our top five favorite Tarantino films. Yeah, and when when we just so we're clarifying, I went my list is Tarantino films that he wrote and directed, not just yes. wrote. Right. Yeah. So, because yes. I've got I, one of his one, of, I could have put one of his films on here that he didn't direct, but he wrote. But you know, so yeah, and anyway. acted in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and then another one. Well, then another one that he actually wrote but didn't act in. So, yeah. 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 So, anyway. God, come on, Tarantino. Oh, I know. All right. So, how you, how do we how do we usually do list all at one time or back and forth? Uh, let's just do back and forth. So, like, we'll start with five. Like, you say your five, I'll say my five, and then we'll just keep going up. Okay. Um, This was hard. I'm yeah. not going to lie. This was hard. Yeah, that's a right I didn't. One. I didn't expect it to be, but uh, oh, I'm I- curious. I expect it to be, and just just as a side note, my one, two, and three could have easily been like moved around inside one, two, and three, and Me my two, and my two and three definitely could have been alternated easily, like without a without question. But yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? So, <laughs> all right, my first or my uh, number five, um, I I had to put it on here. Because it's how I just got to got to know the world of Tarantino, and that's Reservoir Dogs. I had to put it on there. It's like his first, yeah, his first one. Um, and it's just like you get, you know, you get all the you get Young Madsen, Young Tim Roth, you know, like it's just uh, it's it, the like, start of careers. The start of the Tarantino dialogue of people sitting around tables and, you know, and smoking cigarettes and and just (laughs) talking so much. And, um, and I actually, when I went through and I was looking through stuff last night, uh, like, so we're going to rank, but I also went through and looked at what, how rotten tomato is, has, has these ranked. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I have reservoir dogs at five, but, uh, reservoir dogs is a, well, this is Tarantino Tarantino's rankings. Okay. Like this is what this yeah, is. Yeah, on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Um his Reservoir Dogs is number two uh on Rotten Tomatoes for Tarantino movies. So. Out of all of them. Yeah. Out of all ten. Yep. That's for, yeah. It's got a ninety two. No, I'm sorry. I'm that's not right. I, I don't know why that's the year. It came uh, it came out in ninety two, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was uh it was number two. I forget what I forget what the score was, but it was number two ranking on the I, on the list, so I got you. Cool. All right. So what'd you have for? for yeah. Fun? I mean, uh, I think it's definitely different for, when did you see Reservoir Dogs? Like, did when? you see it like later on or like, did you see it in 92? Nope. I saw it in 92. Dang. Okay. See, I saw, like I, it's, I saw it's it so it different out. for you. Yeah. It's so different for you because I don't even have Reservoir Dogs in my top five. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's still just so good though. Right, I like, well, I, gonna, even, like yeah. the opening scene. Yeah. You're gonna pick. I mean, because I'll I'll be honest with you. I like you're right. Like he's had eight movies. Well, no, he's made eight or nine now. Eight. Oh, I think he's made. Oh, it's uh, he's made nine. I think it's been nine. Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah, 
yeah, that's right. Um, so it's, I mean, it's, kind of hard there are a couple Egan easily can be left out but it's kind of hard because you, <laughs> it's hard to get yeah it is hard part. it's i think it's more hard about where you place them in, right. in terms of ranking um but or, yeah okay. anyway what's your five my my number five is inglorious bastards wow and right. yeah i put it at number five because i think like i mean just you know I love when Tarantino messes around with history right. and, you know, he did that with, with once upon a time in Hollywood and all that good stuff. Um, I put it at number five because, you know, there's parts of Inglorious bastards that like you can personally, I would skip. I think you would too. Yeah. Like the, the that whole, just kind of like, yeah, like yeah. the theater parts and stuff oh. like that. I mean, but obviously it all like, you know, comes to like a phenomenal close, but right. like, it's one of his most like vibrant movies and it, it just, it packs a punch, but like it's in the list because you got the bear Jew and you, and you got Lieutenant Aldo rain. That's the first time and you work with Brad too, right? First time you work with Brad. Yeah. yeah. Well, except for uh, true romance, but like, I don't know if, well, they didn't work together. Really, yeah. Like, interacted with Brad Pitt on true. He just wrote it. Yeah. So, um, all right, cool. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Sol- just a solid movie. Right. And it's just like, yeah, I love how I love how he's able to just change history in his movies. It's, it's so cool. It's phenomenal. And <laughs> it's, like I I think like throughout his career, I feel like a lot of people are like it's only a matter of time until he tackles Nazis and stuff like that. And you know, like every like the the movie is just like every frame is just like so full, just like every other movie he's done, but like I don't like the part in the cellar with Fastbender and stuff where they're oh. like, you know they're trying to act like Nazi soldiers. Oh and, yeah, it's so tense. It's just so oh that. yeah, and the and the bear juice scene with the bat. It's just it gets it's glorious. Yeah, inglorious, whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> I love I love I love when uh, 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 Eli Roth bear Jew walks out of that tunnel. <laughs> yeah, and it takes forever. <laughs> it takes forever. I mean, it's just you hear the. Clacking, click clacking of the bat against the the concrete or whatever as he's walking because he's tapping it, isn't he? Isn't he like tapping the bat yeah. as he walks and he's tapping the bat against like the uh, the the metal bars. And and Brad's character, Lieutenant Aldo, is it Aldo? Is that how he said Aldo? Aldo Rain, I believe. If he's, I remember correctly. he's so he's seen so much killing and he's okay with it so much that isn't he eating like a he's just eating some bread as he bashes this guy's bread like head <laughs> yeah. in, you know, like, it's like yeah. He just doesn't care. All right, cool. Um, my number four, the one and only Pulp Fiction. Okay. 1994. Saw that one in the theater, too, when it came out. Yeah. I like, was opening, in, like opening weekend? Uh, I don't know. Remember, it was, I mean, it was when it came out. Uh, I was, Yeah. I think I was, uh, I would have been a, depending on when it came out. Let me see here real quick. Real That's quick. so, it's so like, you know, I mean, when I tell like younger people, like in the future, like, yeah, I saw Endgame in theaters. Like, it's so, it's just so like surreal and fascinating that you saw movies like, you know, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction and like Seven when they came out. Like, I, I, just, I couldn't imagine. I saw Seven like three times in the movie theater. And then the, like, and then you like saw Scream for the first time when it came out. It's just like, I can't imagine seeing movies like that in theaters on screen for the first time. I saw, I, I think I saw Scream three times in the movie theater too. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. So okay. good. So, okay. So Pulp Fiction came out in 
October of 94. I graduated in 93, but I remember seeing it back home. So I must have come home for the, like a weekend or something. So like, I, I remember seeing it at home. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Pulp Fiction, I mean, it's the, it was the resurrection of John Travolta at the time. I mean, Tarantino just turned him back into a star cause he had just kind of been out of it, you know? I mean, it's, it's like where we get Sam Jackson, just prime Sam Jackson, <laughs> spitting, yeah. off, spitting off Bible verses and shit to people <laughs> before, he, before he kills them. Um, and, you know, it's just the writing and the, sto- the different storylines, and that's where you kind of, uh, you know, everybody, you know, John Travolta gets killed, right? But he gets killed yeah. halfway through the movie. But, oh, here's John Travolta at the end of the because Tarantino that's where you kind of got this whole oh Tarantino doesn't write in order and he doesn't film a movie in order he's gonna he's gonna take you back and forth all over the place you know and have these stories and you know he's always got chapters and shit and I love it god I love it so um, yeah and I think you'll be uh you'll be surprised to hear that Pulp Fiction isn't even in my top five wow I know I think I when I made like this list I definitely went off of like, you know, what I love to see in his movies. Right. And like my own style, I guess. But with that being said, my number four is Kill Bill 1, volume okay. one. Okay. And I thought about. Well, you know what? And that makes sense because you love, you love that samurai sword shit. I, I, love, love, swords. I you love, love swords. I love swords. They're sick. And then, you know, like. I think Kill Bill Volume 1 could only be the crazy 88 scene, and I think it would still have a spot in my list if it was just that. Right. Because that that fight alone where she's just slicing dudes in half and there's just blood spraying everywhere, it's insane. Oh, it's great. Um, But, like, and, it, and there's something, like, so interesting about Kill Bill because there's, like, it's kind of like John Wick. If you kind of, if you, like, look at it, Mm-hmm. Because that part where she's on the plane, did you notice that other people on the plane like are carrying swords with them too, like and like, you know what I'm talking about? It's been a little bit since I've seen it, uh, but I think I remember that. Yeah, it's like it's like everyone kind of has like this, this like assassin type background a little bit, and like, right. if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I know that other people in the on that plane shot in the plane shot have like swords are carrying around and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what's really interesting is I think on the airplane, there's like little holders for the swords. Oh, really? So it's like, it's like there's something, there's something going on. Like everyone kind of is like on the same page. Right. Like they know like this is like normal. So, yeah, you know, like that, that's really interesting to me. And then, uh, but I, I had trouble. I wasn't, uh, I didn't, I don't have volume two in my list. So, and I was kind of trying to figure out if volume two was better than volume one. <laughs> volume, two, volume two has a different feel. Well, volume is volume two where she kills all the other assassins. Volume two is where Michael Manson's in his like RV. See, I like her and stuff. I like volume two better than volume one. I think, you know what? I mean, look, it's two different movies. I, I think know. they're completely different. But I like, I like, I like all those. I like how she goes around and she kills all those because doesn't oh, she? Oh, it's amazing. Doesn't Volume Two start off with her killing that that nurse, that male nurse who like tries to pimp her out as she's in a coma? No, I think that's I think that has to be one. 
because that's when like she starts. Is that how she? Okay, God, I haven't seen that's that yeah. That's number one. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. them both in a while, but yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, I I like I like all the you know like the fight scene. I know we're straying off and getting on a movie or didn't just say, but um, yeah, when she fights Daryl Hannah in Michael Madsen's trailer. Oh, oh my with the god! The black mamba is oh snake and shit. And she like she pokes out the eyeball. Oh my god! It's, so, it's such a crazy <laughs> fight in that in that trailer, and because trailers, you know, that's like true because trailers are built like that. They're built so like they're just a weak structure. So like you could literally go through a wall like easily in a trailer. Like it's so easy. Yeah. But um, and the way that the way that uh, Madsen like reacts when he gets bit by the snake, it's just he's out of control. Like. Just it's instantaneous <laughs> that that shit's going through his body, you know. Um, but that whole scene, that's so a whole scene is just crazy. God, it's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's in, in the way that Kill Bill Two ends too, with Bill, you know, taking five steps and then his heart explodes. It's just the greatest thing ever. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so dramatic. But uh, yeah, they, I, I, they are two different movies. So yeah. All right. All right. What's, um, what's my number, number four? Th- what's that? Number four, right? That was your number four. Yeah, your number four. Wait, no, what my, was your number? Oh, my it was number Pulp four is Fiction. Fiction. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we got off on a tangent. Yeah, what's right, number three? Um, okay, my number three, and I had it on this morning during the workout, which I didn't get very far into it because all Tarantino movies are like seven hours long. So, yeah. um, 2015's Hateful Eight nice. is my number three. Nice. Um, just... I got it. Don't you agree that this movie is probably the most dialogue in any of his movies because of, I mean, dude, the first 30 minutes is just the stagecoach with Kurt Russell, <laughs> Sam Jackson, then Walton Goggins. And you got Jennifer Jason Lee, but she doesn't talk that much because Kurt's always like punching her in the face or something, you know, like, but the amount of dialogue and how long it goes on from the time that you see that stagecoach until they get to the haberdashery, that's a solid 30. Like, it, and, Oh, yeah. And it's just just so – and then, well, I mean, nobody is bad in this movie. Not no. a soul. Walton Goggins is one of the most underrated actors out there. He should be in, in more movies, especially Tarantino movies. I don't know why Tarantino doesn't use him more because he – he can spit off Tarantino lines better. <laughs> yeah. Like you get him and Sam Jackson spitting off Tarantino lines and cussing at the same time. And yeah. you, you got movie gold right there, you know? Um, but did you know uh, a couple little tidbits that, about that movie? They actually filmed in like, that's real. It's kind of like the revenant, like real snow. Like it, it was like in the mountains of Colorado, I think is where they filmed. But, they were trying to film in a real blizzard, but the blizzard wasn't, it wasn't being as active as they wanted. So they had to throw in more snow in certain scenes to make it look like there was a blizzard flying around. I think that is like one of the greatest problems I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. The blizzard wasn't strong enough. For well, the and film. you can, you can tell, dude, like, you know, when they're, when they, uh, they're in the stagecoach at the beginning, or is yeah. that what you call it? Is that what you call it? Stagecoach? Yeah. Yeah. And they're, you know, and then they, they stop to talk to Sam Jackson and pick him up. I mean, dude, that is real snow. It is really cold. (laughs) And I'm like, when you look around, 
where you, the part you can see, like you're thinking, what the fuck is the crew doing right now behind that camera? Like, Oh, like, I know. Like they're just, they're in the same snow. They're in the same cold. And how many of them are there, you know? And, um, but yeah, it's uh, it was, I, I didn't know that they really, well, I didn't know that they didn't have enough blizzard to film that movie. They had to recreate. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> only, only like Tarantino would yeah. like put the crew through something like that, you know? Well, and you can tell at the haberdashery, their scenes were, gee, you're like, good Lord. How did they even have a camera working out there? Like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And then, um, so do you remember the scene where Kurt bashes the guitar? Yes. You remember she, she's playing, yeah, she's playing it and she, I'm sure she smarts off something, says something to him and he, and he takes it and he smashes the shit out of it. Yeah. There were five guitars on set. Four of them were fake. And one was a $44,000 guitar. Kurt busted the 44. He didn't know. Cause it was the first take. It was an antique guitar lent by this like museum. But Kurt didn't know, so he bashed the $44,000 <laughs> guitar and didn't bash the, the fake one that, that they had on set. Yeah. That is at, why would they have the real one on set? I don't know. And they should have told it. And, and the, the company that, or this museum that lent it out, ever since then, they, have no, they will no longer work with movie, uh, movie studios and, and lend out their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That yep. is phenomenal. Yeah, so that the on screen and it, they, it even said it. Um, I guess Jennifer Jason Lee knew about it because they said her reaction is real. The way she reacts to it happening, yeah, it's because she is she knows it's the antique one that is being smashed. So I don't know how Kurt didn't know. Maybe he just wasn't paying attention at this time. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, he smashed it. And and they were rolling too. I feel like a lot of things had to go wrong for that to happen. You know, uh, yeah. Like that, so a lot of. I feel like a lot of people were not doing their job. Yeah, that's what the tid. That's what the little movie behind the scenes shit said that I was looking at. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it is great. But Kurt, God, Kurt, how good is Kurt in that movie? Oh, phenomenal. He's got that. He's got that freaking mustache, and and he's just so. He's just so angry at her. He's just such an old, angry man, you know. Like, but he's just so pissed at everyone. And it's yeah, just, and yeah. I I don't want to get off track too much because I'll I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. Hatefully is my number two. So oh I'm boy, skip ahead a little bit. Hatefully is my number two Tarantino movie of all time. Okay. So I didn't want to like you know go to a different movie and then like go back to Hatefully, but um, yeah. What I was gonna say is like. I think it's the most Tarantino movie out of all of them. Cause like, he's just a pure dialogue writer and that's all this movie is. It's phenomenal. It's just so much dialogue. And that's, and like the, the side stories that go on, um, you know, with the old guy's son and Samuel Jackson's character, like it's crazy. It's just out of control. Yeah. Everyone's in cahoots. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who's in cahoots with who? You know what's great about that movie too is I noticed in the little bit I was watching it today again, um, like so the whole time in the stagecoach when they're having their dialogue, you constantly yeah. are hearing the guy driving the horses yelling at the horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you hear that. So and then remember when they come into the haberdashery, and like Tim Roth is sitting in the chair, he's like, 
you got to shut the door hard. You got to put a second board. And then off camera, Michael Madsen is like, put a second board. God damn it. Put a second. Yeah. You haven't seen him yet. (laughs) Yeah. And like, there's constant yelling about the second board. And then, and then like whenever somebody says something like, like, like Tim Roth, you got a hammer. There's a hammer and nail. You got a hammer. And then, and then Madsen's like, hammer it. You got a hammer in it. Like, it's just like (laughs) off camera shit. And then all of a sudden, like there's a scene where like it's going crazy. I think it's I think it's Kurt and and um, Jennifer Jason Lee. They're trying to shut the door, <laughs> and they just just like they're yelling back and forth. And then all of a sudden, like real quick, it goes to Michael Madsen, and he just goes, "God damn it!" He just yells, "God damn it!" Just that's all he says. <laughs> like it's just it's such there's just so much going on and so many words. Oh, it's pure and, chaos. And yeah. I, I think. The the movie is especially special to me because I, I I'm pretty sure it was the first Tarantino movie I saw in theaters. Oh really? Yeah, because what what was before that? Uh, well, um, was, Hateful Eight was, was 2015. Hateful Django was yeah. 2012. Yeah, so I never saw Django in theaters. Gotcha. I remember watching Django for the first time on Netflix. So, oh, what a year that was too. Hateful. I'm pretty sure Hateful Eight and Revenant came out in the same year. I believe you're right on that. Yeah. And you know what's so, so funny about this? About um so I know it's your number two, my number three. Um but if it if any movie makes top three, it's one of your favorites of all time, right? So like it, Oh yeah. It out of out of uh is this right? Well in on Rotten Tomatoes, it's number nine of Tarantino movies. Yeesh. I don't that know crazy? about that one. I don't know about that one. It's isn't it crazy? Like I think it's like, his most underrated movie. Yeah, it's just so good. And and then having spoiler alert, having Channing Tatum be the the main, <laughs> you know. <laughs> under, he's underneath yeah. the freaking floor the whole time. Yeah, the big surprise. Oh my god, so good. Yeah, and um, he uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about that. You know he uh lobbied hard to get that part. Like, oh really? Oh yeah, he hounded. He heard he found out about this part. He found out about the screenplay and and everything, and it was Tarantino. I guess he just hounded Tarantino with emails and letters, like literally just willed himself into getting that part from Tarantino. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And he got it, and he played a phenomenal character too. Once again, Channing Tatum. He's like a Ryan Gosling to me. That guy, that guy can, he's funny as shit. He can then play a, a serious. He's just a he's a solid actor too. He is so he's yeah. so underrated. Um, I, you know he, he came up with in the whole dance thing because of Step Up and the people would look at him as, as that. And then you know Magic Mike and then but he's awesome at Magic Mike from a dramatic side, the especially the first one. Um, but yeah, there's certain actors, man, that people just don't they just don't know they don't know how good they are. You know. Yeah. I for real, and I, I'm for anyone who doesn't think that like Channing Tatum like isn't a good actor or anything like that. Like they should just go ahead and watch Hateful Eight real quick. Right, right. So yeah, it's uh. So that was my, okay. So that was my three. You said this number two. So I got a feeling I know what your number three is. Then my number three is Safe and Sound in the Middle. Once with time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh my god. Well now I know what your yeah. number one is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead and not talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood right now because I know it's gonna be your number one. <laughs> hey, you don't know that. So uh so what's your number two? Django. <laughs> okay. So my number one 
is Django Unchained. Right. So we'll talk about Django right now. Um, glorious. Just a glorious fucking movie. I mean, it's... I, 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 it's flawless to me. It's some, I think it's, it's one of the most perfect movies of all time. It's some of Jamie Foxx's best work. It's some of Leo, Leo's best work. I mean, the dinner scene at the end, well, towards the end, <laughs> you think it's the end. There's still 30, min- 30 more minutes of movie. Um, it's never the end. It's never, never the, the end. end in a Tarantino movie. The freaking dinner scene when, when old man Sam Jackson starts figuring shit out. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, he just plays a bastard, too. When he starts figuring stuff out, and he pulls Leo in, and then it, it just turns. A lot of people might not know about this, but that whole scene where Leo cuts his hand, that is for real, and the blood that he wipes all over um, Carrie Washington's, Washington's face. That's, that's Leo's blood going all over her face, because he accidentally cut his hand, and being the thespian that he is, he just kept on going, just kept acting like a motherfucker. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just, uh, again, awesome writing, setting, comedy, a little comedy, you know, just, I don't know. I, yeah, you, t- you start talking cause it's just, um, there's so many I mean, good things about it that, you know, like, I mean, and I don't know. I, when I think about watching a movie, the, one of the first movies I think about is Django because what you just said, like it's got. It's got everything. It's got the the dramatic side. It's got the crazy dialogue from Tarantino. Um, it's got like you know those comedic nuances. It's not a comedy in any mm-hmm. way, but it's got those nuances where you know like when um, when when Django and is it Fitz? Is that the doctor's name? Whoever. Okay, it doesn't matter. Whoever Christoph Waltz. Yeah, whoever Christoph Waltz plays, the doctor, the dentist, the bounty hunter. Like, you know, Django's practicing and like you know, all the all the bullets are flying up and then like they're out in the in the snow and they like kill that posse of, you know, wanted criminals. Uh-huh. And like Christoph Waltz, he just takes off his hat and a bunch of like bullet shells just pop out like fall out. <laughs> and he's just like you know, like a quick little like uh little tip. Uh-huh. And then you got the whole you got the whole raid scene with Jonah Hill. Oh. And uh, Don Johnson, it's just phenomenal. Don Johnson, you can't, you cannot get a more like unintentionally funny scene. I oh, mean, I'm sure it is intentionally funny, but like, right. not from I, like a comedic joke telling standpoint. There's not many, too many times you're watching a movie and you're laughing at a bunch of Klansmen that are trying to hunt a black <laughs> yeah. man. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's just so good. And because the <laughs> the bags over their heads, the holes weren't cut right, so they couldn't see. And, I can see fucking shit out of this thing. Yeah, and then he's, then the one guy tries to. Oh hell! I just made my hole bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I just made my worse. Yeah, and then uh, when they're all kind of getting out of control, Don Johnson's sitting up on that horse, and he all of a sudden he just goes, "Oh shit, fire!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, he just gets fed up with the whole conversation. Jonah Hill is just Jonah Hill's role is perfect. He's just so like. We're not saying that your wife didn't do a good job. We're just saying that, like, he's just so, like, yeah. they take these It'd clansmen. It'd be nice to see. Yeah, they take these clansmen, and they just turn them into, like, these these regular dudes who are just not happy about what's going on, and they one's they, What's he saying? He goes, piss on, what, what's the guy that gets pissed that his wife made don't, him all? Don't ask me or mine for nothing. <laughs> he just takes off. He just leaves. 
Oh I'm done with all you sons, you ungrateful sons of bitches. <laughs> he got mad and left. <laughs> but I, you know, I mean, like outside of that scene, it's just like what I say when I think about cinema and like having fun at the movies or just having fun watching a movie. It's like Django yeah. is like the first one to pop in my head. Well, Jan- just, and Jamie Foxx checks off all the boxes. Jamie Foxx is so cool in that movie too. He's just so oh, he's cool. a badass. He's yeah, such a badass. He's- it's so funny too because Jamie Fox can. I mean, Jamie Fox is like, as an overall talent, is one of the greatest talents of our time. I mean, because he's from just acting and dra- dramatically. I mean, he played freaking um, Ray. Uh, you know that he played a. You know, um, what's, oh my God, what's the what's the actual guy's name? Um, the pianist, the blind oh. dude. Um, Stevie Wonder. No, the other one. <laughs> There's another blind pianist. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that Jamie Fox uh, portrayed. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think I've seen it. I can't believe I'm I'm cannot come up with this guy's last name. Ray Charles. <laughs> uh, he played Ray, Ray Charles. Charles. Yeah, yeah I I'm not sure. Yeah. So, um, but like. But then we've watched him, you know, we watched him on that uh, Seinfeld thing and like the impersonations he can do, like from a stand up yeah. comedy, you know, because he used to do stand up, too. And he had his own sitcom like it was just like um, and he can sing. Jesus Christ, the, the guy can sing. It's insane. Um, yeah. But yeah, he does. He does all that. And he's just he's just such a cool. He's just such a cool dude, uh, especially mm-hmm. in Django. Like the coolness just comes out of him in, in that. But then. But then let's just talk about the the one and only Leo. <laughs> Le- he's basically just a little, he's basically just a little slave owning brat in this movie. Is all he is. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. he, um, and he listens to everything that freaking Sam Jackson's character because Sam Jackson used to be there when his dad owned the plantation. Yeah, he used to he used to shave his dad's beard. Yeah, and you and you know and. Leo's insecure. You could, there's moments where you can see it because he's trying to prove himself. Like when he's uh, when the remember when the dogs are eating the slave, yeah, and he's standing next to uh, a Jamie Foxx character or Django, and he's just like staring at him to see his reaction, and Django doesn't give him the reaction he wants. Yeah. Like it defeats him. Like it just it like it. You can just see it in his face. He just that's not what he wanted out of Django. He wanted Django to like to break down or you know. And Django's like, I don't give a shit. You know? <laughs> like he just it's didn't care. Ever. Yeah, it's such such a good scene because they because uh, Tarantino just kind of focuses on Leo's face, you know, like looking up at him. It's just like, oh my god, it's so good, so good. And the best part is too is like the deeper Django gets into like you know trying not to break in uh-huh. front of of Candy. Yeah. Um, like Christoph Waltz's character is just oh. like, what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? He can't handle it. He cannot handle anything that's happening. Yeah. So, and that, that's yeah. like, that's, that's what gets so intense about like, you know, that once Candyland gets in, um, gets into the story because, you know, they, they just keep going deeper and deeper into Candyland with no quick way out. It's just them two. Oh yeah. Amongst all of them. So. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Just all yeah, Let's stuff. not forget that Tarantino blows himself up with TNT in that movie. Oh so. shit. Did I tell you the story about Carrie Washington on the uh, Smartless podcast? What she said? N- no. So she was on the Smartless podcast with the uh, Bateman and and Arnett and Hayes, and um, she like I think Sean Hayes asked her. Um, I think Django is one of his favorite movies. He he asked like, is there anything 
you know, cool, like behind the scenes. She's like, yeah. She goes, so Tarantino wasn't originally going to be in the movie. Like they were already in production and they were already, you know, um, making the movie and stuff. She's like, it's like two o'clock in the morning one night and my phone rings and I pick the phone up and say hello. And all I hear is club music, you know, like that kind of stuff. (laughs) She's like, it's, it's freaking Leo and Jamie hanging out in a club and they're screaming, Quentin wants to be in the movie. Quentin wants to be in the movie. And I guess they were all hanging out, you know, just partying it up while she's home sleeping. And, um, yeah, he had decided, I guess he had decided he's going to put himself in the movie in that last, you know, in that last bit of the scene there or whatever. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, isn't it so fitting that Leo and Jamie are out at a club at 2 o'clock in the morning during the production of a movie? It's, you know. It, yeah. It's just like, uh, but, like we talked about on Miami Vice, like, you know, Fox and colin farrell were out in the clubs of miami to all hours of the night on that movie production so and i think that's a good leeway into talking about rick dalton because rick dalton is not getting any <laughs> shut eye before his shoot days in once upon a time in hollywood uh, so yes uh once upon a time was my number one movie uh not only on my a, number three yeah so. you're number three but um not only on my tarantino list probably my number one movie of all time actually I think so. I, I of all time. I think so. I think it's probably my favorite. I just think the movie's perfect. I don't think there's anything. There's never a time, no matter what they stray off on, that I'm like, okay, hurry it up. Ever like there's never <laughs> a sequence of of anything in that movie. Um, it's just I don't know. It, it like. Anybody who's never seen Once Upon a Time Hollywood, you're missing out. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's Leo, Leo and Brad playing buddies. Uh, one's an actor, one's a stunt guy, and um, they're on screen a lot together, and it's gold. I mean, it's just gold. Uh, it's some ter- it, Yeah, go ahead. Go No, no, go ahead. Oh, I'm just, I was just going to say it has, okay, it's your favorite movie of all time. I think that it has one of the best endings to a movie. Oh, ever. It's it's if not the best movie, the best ending to a movie ever. It got down to where I'd watched it so many times. Cuz let's see, that came out, let's see, you were that came out right before pandemic. So that came out in 19 yeah. it came out in 2019. Tw- yeah. And then won Oscars in 2020 and then pandemic hit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, 2020 you remember you'd be at school or whatever and like you'd call me. I'm like, ah, oh, just got once upon a time of Hollywood on, or I just watched it. <laughs> like, like it was literally like every Sunday morning I would just put it on. I would get up, get my coffee and I would just put it on and just have it on like in the background or I would be watching it. Um, I just never, I still, to this day, I put it on. It's like I'm watching it for the first time. I think it's just some of the best movie making, writing, acting. Um, and you're right. That last, it's about 25 minutes when they kind of build up from going out to eat and then all hell breaking loose. Yeah. What you think is ha- going to happen, <laughs> it is just a, it's a complete 180. I mean, you're yeah. just like, nope, <laughs> that's not, that's not how the history book said that was going to happen, you know? So um yeah like and i'm I'm not even talking about like you know the whole 
the whole fight like inside Rick's house. Like, I mean, even up until like where Rick just, you know, goes to meet Sharon and, you know, it's oh, like, well, what yeah, happened? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just, it's all gold. Yeah. It's, um, but it's just Quentin at his best. I mean, I, I kind of wish that was his, I don't even know what his last movie's going to be. I, I, but to follow up once upon a time in Hollywood, whew, that's rough. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. And oh, I, what I'll say about it too is like, the movie is like an absolute spectacle. Like you, I don't, I don't care if you like the movie or not. Uh, you should, but um, <laughs> yeah, you like, should. you can't undermine how like detailed the movie is because, like, what he just was. The movie was, you know, blocks, blocks of streets were just cut off from the public. Just like for what miles or something like that. Like oh, I've looked, the amount I, of detail yeah. that goes into like the depth of each shot. Like you see like signs that are just not really there in real life. Like it's crazy, and like the amount of like old cars that they have. It's just insane how much have, depth there is to every shot. I've looked for I've looked for mistakes in the background. It's impossible. There are none. Like I there are none. That's it's flawless. Even the set design the, is insane. Even on the quickest of shots. Like down on like I guess that would be what like like what would be like that main street in Hollywood where they drive and stuff like whatever uh, I forget what that means yeah but like even on the quickest of shots there could be there's gonna be ten cars right and all ten cars are gonna be from 1969 <laughs> like yeah. they're not you know they're not there's nothing there's nothing that shouldn't be there um, the whole scene think about the whole scene. Of of Brad driving down the highway in the daylight. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like those those sequences, like when he's driving down the highway, when he's driving through different streets. Every when, car. When, every when car. When Margot is walking through the streets and like goes to see her movie and stuff, like it's just there's nothing that like that takes you out of the year that it's no. set in. All those old signs they had to go, you know, all the like the they're like the old Taco Bell lights up. Like there's an, there's a Taco yeah. Bell. Remember like, um, yeah, which I didn't even know Taco Bell was around at that time. I had no clue that it was that old. You know what I mean? Like, um, but then like, uh, what was, um, Oh God, you know, so many neon signs he had to get, um, like the Van Nuys yeah. freaking, uh, drive in that Brad lives behind. That yeah. was, that's, that's not, I don't even know what's there, but it's sure as hell not the sign that's there right now. You know, um, no. And then there was something else. There was a uh, God. What was the What was the other thing that was when it? you said that? The, uh, the 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 Cinerama, that that big sign, the Cinerama yeah. Theater. That one's crazy. Crazy. Um. Yeah. His detail in that movie is beyond. What are you looking at? Well, I actually have the the most fun time in Hollywood oh, poster. <laughs> that's right. So that's it was right. actually. I was looking to see if there were more signs up there. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, and everything from. Oh, is that? Oh, there's an old Vogue sign. Yeah, there's all kind. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, it's nuts. That's crazy. But then, like, um, but and also too, the great thing about the Hollywood Hills is all those houses have that they you know they have that '60s feel to them. Yeah, because that like um, the house that Rick Dalton lives in, dude. If you follow Frank Grillo on Instagram, the house he lives mm-hmm. in, he lives in the Hollywood Hills. 
He's got the pool on the uh, in the back that overlooks the hills. Like he could see down, you know, and it's like, it's like whenever he posts something, you're like, Jesus Christ, it's like Rick Dalton's house. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, so Hollywood, ho- those Hollywood Hills has that old look and feel to it still, which is just awesome. But the way that, the way that Tarantino went out and got all these cars and uh, just signs and just made sure that the quickest of shots, you were never, there's no, we're not going to skimp on this. We're going to do it exactly the way it needs to be done. You know, yeah, that's so just anyway. it's it's ridiculous. Yep. So there it is. Yeah, our top five Tarantino movies. You were all sh- scattered you were, about. You were shocked about that uh, about that being my possibly my number one film of all time, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, based off all you know everything else that you put on on the TV on a daily basis, I just, I don't know. It's it's, it's uh, interesting. Well, I I will talk about this movie. I'm not even going to go into it. We'll talk about it more than when we do a 90s special. But I mean, it's it's like once upon a time or seven. Like it's like it's right there. Seven. Yeah. Like it could teeter is real quickly is my all time favorite movie. I just I think they're yeah. both like. Actually, I sh- I should probably just say they're tied for first because it's like. <laughs> they're just How do you both, choose? They're just phenomenal phenomenal movies yeah i think i wish uh i mean i'm sure theaters do it but you know no theater around us probably but like i wish they would do more like re-releases i'm not like you know like jaws or something like that like they, i think they just did a re-release of jaws mm-hmm. um and they did it with the thing and stuff but like i wish they would do re-releases for movies like seven or like fight club or something like that like that'd be well, that'd be awesome uh Well, dude, you're 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 three years away from a thirty year on seven, so that's usually. When I mean, they, that's usually yeah. when they do. Yeah, that's usually when they do these like uh, re-releases. They'll do God, like thirty would, and forty years. That'd be so years. awesome. Yeah, oh, it'd be great. Oh, buddy, uh, if seven is back in the theater, oh, my ass is there. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> front front row, actually, well, no, back row. No but. back row. <laughs> yeah, I that, that's one of those. I don't care how many times it's because we. If we wouldn't have been on vacation, I, me and you would have been there to see the thing. No, no, no doubt about it. We oh, easy, yeah, easy. I get a, I get a chance to do that. Um, oh God, I think it's. Uh, oh shit, I think it's next weekend. They're playing the thing at the IU Cinema. Oh sweet, and it's an original thirty-five millimeter print. Oh, there we go. Yeah, and then there's gonna be like a Q and A. Like I don't think anyone like who worked on the movie is gonna be there, but like, right. It's just like a little discussion afterwards, but. Because right. um, I think the the night before they're actually showing like the thing from another world, like whatever the original original thing was. Right. And then the next night they show uh, Carpenter. So. <laughs> how about how about in uh, I don't it's a, it's one of the episodes in season four of uh, Stranger Things when um, Lucas opens up the the Pepsi the new Pepsi or the new Coke. Remember that scene mm-hmm. in the store? They talk about the thing. The original thing and the John Carpenter thing, because uh, uh, Mike gives him shit for. He goes, "How can you like that? How can you like the new coat?" He goes, "Because it's good." And uh, <laughs> they start going back. And Lucas compared. He goes, "He goes, oh, so you prefer the original thing over the John Carpenter thing?" No, I don't think you do. Like, <laughs> it's uh, dude. I mean, the like du- who the Duffer does, Brothers, honestly. The Duffer brothers are just, there's, it's like their child, like that's their childhood. And that's, you know, like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
yeah it's, it's so it's so good it's so true though like it yeah, is like it's you, like why, why would you rather i mean you always got to know where you're coming from but why would you want to watch the black and white original thing when you when you can have like the greatest horror movie of all time when john carpenter's the john thing. carpenter and kurt russell like well, there's no point there's no yeah. point to even have a discussion about that <laughs> with like the the most insane practical effects that anyone will ever do yeah so. and then some and then some brainiac at one point decided hey let's do another thing and it'll just be awful because we're going to try to make something that John Carpenter made. So God, whatever. you know what, you know what this, I won't get on a rant, but you know what the sad thing is? The, the 2011 thing, which is like, I guess a pre, it is a prequel, right? Because it, <laughs> I don't know. Ends with the dog. <laughs> it ends with, it ends with the dog running to, um, you know, sure. the base camp. Um, whatever. <laughs> but it was it was supposed to be practical like there's behind the scenes of like everything was practical and then like something happened with like timing and budget and then they had to just go CGI. It's just one of those like I when I when I I just was like eh I like I just there's no point in it like it's just one of those movies like John Carpenter did it right and let's just end it there. You know, like there's just no reason for another one of those. Like, well, it's still going because I'm quite certain that Blumhouse is doing another thing. Who's so, they gonna get we'll to act see. in it? Who's gonna be in I it? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a. Uh, it's supposed to be. Like a reimagining that's like closer to the novel. Yeah, oh boy. Um. So I don't. I, I wouldn't expect okay. any McCready's or anything. <laughs> oh God. Whatever. <laughs> cool beans well yeah i think we should we'll call it yeah hour 45 on this one and i'm hungry so sounds good it's eight o'clock oh boy yeah it's almost bedtime peace see you later